Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are talking about time. Not wasting or squandering, but investing and spending wisely. When it comes down to it, time is our most precious resource and the only thing we don't have enough of. So who rushes the weekend, watches the clock, or looks for mind-numbing time wasters? Ouch. Let's take another look at the effectiveness of these practices so we can explore more self-benefiting strategies. What if boredom or overextending yourself were not really the issues here, but a need for balance? A healthy balance of wants, needs, and desires. Reimagine that will bring value to time spent. Ready to budget your time to get the most from your investment? I heard this sentiment. The only thing we don't have enough of is time. In an advertisement video for Viking Cruise Lines. Isn't it odd how some things just stick with you? The older gentleman is on a ship, stirring what looks to be a big copper cauldron, and the boat is rocking a bit, and he has this soothing European accent. The words are so true, the meaning so deep, it's haunting. I looked and looked and looked for that video, and today, guess what? I found it, just for this moment in time to share it with you. This is Torsten Hagen, the chairman of Viking. Sorry if I cut it short, my goal is not to sell you a Viking cruise, but to hammer home this important fact, time should be valued. When you really philosophize about it, there's only one thing you don't have enough of, and that's time. Time is the only truly scarce commodity. And then when you come to that realization, I think it's very important that you spend your time wisely haunting, right? We can all relate to vast experiences with time at different phases in our lives. Of course, when you're younger, it seems to drag on forever. When will I get bigger and be able to make all my own decisions? That seems like a world away. The 20s felt like forever. When I think of all the things I did and accomplished in my 20s, it makes my head spin. 40 came too quick, and now the days, weeks, months, and years seem to fly by. By the time you're ready for it to slow down, you slow down, and you're back to watching time creep by. Now, we don't have to dwell on this idea that we're running out of time. Encouragementology would never take that approach with any subject. Instead, we're looking at the positive and how to make the most of the time we have. Take time, make time, and enjoy time. We all need something to do, someone to love, and something to look forward to. Where are you short? When you think about effectively investing and spending, balancing your deficit is a great place to start. Let's cover wasting time first. Get that out of the way so we can work on the investment side of things. But before we can get there, it's important to be clear. Get a good, clear picture of what we're dealing with. I bet we waste more time than we think. What are your thoughts?
there are some staggering statistics to back up this theory. The first set comes from Hugh Culver on his blog in an article titled 13 Shocking Facts About How We Waste Time. Did you know 2.34 hours are wasted checking email? 30% are neither urgent nor important. 35 minutes deciding on what to eat. 16 minutes deciding on what to wear. That's for women, by the way. And 14 minutes for men. 7 minutes thinking about exercise. Maybe some less. Actually, the average person spends 7 minutes a day thinking about exercise, but doing nothing. 37 minutes a day on Facebook. 27 minutes a day on other social media accounts. 40 minutes on YouTube? Wow. One hour in meetings, and 50% of that time is wasted. Four hours watching TV. 96 minutes surfing non-work-related websites. 171 minutes checking your smartphone. 90 minutes in daily interruptions. This could be kids, colleagues, spouses. Two minutes spent listening to me recite this list. How about time during your commute? What about learning from books, ebooks, audiobooks, or podcasts? How about time worrying about outcomes that won't happen or you can't do anything about? How about time frustrated with someone's attitudes, activities, or even how they brush their teeth? Time spent thinking about working on something, like phoning a client, outsourcing an unwanted job, or preparing for a meeting, but doing nothing. Time spent learning how to do something, like graphic design, Facebook advertising, research on fixing your lawnmower, that someone else could do for half the price and half the time. Time spent making lists over and over, but never moving forward on important work. How many of those have you been guilty of? The next list comes from Jeannie Skowarnski in her article, How Much Time Americans Waste on the Daily Grind Each Year on PolicyGenius.com. Commuting. Now, this has been solved a little bit with people working from home, but 9.4 days, the average American commutes 52 minutes per day or 225 hours a year. Working, 120 days. The average employed American works 7.9 hours a day or 2,883 hours a year. Cleaning your house, 27.4 days. The average American spends 1.8 hours a day or 657 hours a year doing household chores. Whew, and that dust just keeps coming. Exercising, 4.9 days. The average American spends 0.32 hours a day, so that's half an hour, or 117 hours a year on exercise, sports, or recreation. Sleeping, 134 days. The average American sleeps 8.8 hours a day or 3,212 hours a year. Taking care of family, 7.9 days or 
0.52 hours a day or 190 hours a year caring for their family. Calling, mailing, and emailing, 2.4 days. The average American spends 0.16 hours a day or 58 hours a year on telephone calls, mail, or email. So that totals 306 days a year, 84% of your year on the daily grind. Hmm, eye-opening statistics can really put things in perspective. To be in the driver's seat of your own life, you have to be aware of what's going on around you and your own contribution to those stats. New Year's resolutions used to be all about eating and drinking less and getting more exercise. But now they include things like taking a break from social media, limiting screen time, getting up from the desk more frequently, even participating in meditation or breathing apps. Are these just trendy options? Or are we at the point where there's a real need to find balance? Let's break it down even further. How much time are we really talking about here? Joseph Kutka gives us another perspective on time in his article, How Much Time Do You Actually Waste in a Day? found on meatfox.com. Time is the only thing you always want more of, but you only seem to have less and less of it. And it doesn't really matter what you do. Father time will always work against you. The internet contains massive amounts of content discussing the issue of time and time management. There is also a huge variety of blogs and coaches that will help you use every second of your day efficiently. But here are two questions. Is that really possible? And number two, how much time do you actually have from the moment you wake up till the moment you go to bed again? It is true that time is a tricky concept, and time tracking is even trickier. But let's give it a shot anyway, shall we? First, we should start by figuring out how much time we actually have. Let's start with the basics. There are 24 hours in a day. Let's assume that you have normal sleeping habits, and you sleep the average of 8 hours per night. Now we're already down to 16 hours. Assuming you're a student or an adult, you probably work or study during the week. In many countries, a normal work-study day is considered to be around eight hours. This cuts the time in the day down to eight hours. Out of these eight hours, some of your time will inevitably go to routine tasks that you just have to do, with the main one being eating, bathroom breaks, commuting to work, college, school, etc. Most people do these things because, well, they're just part of our daily lives. And some of them, like eating and going to the bathroom, must be done if you want to stay alive. Another thing we should not forget about is also distractions and things we do for leisure. So let's get to it. How much time do people spend on eating? The answer to this question really depends on where you're from and what kind of food you eat. For example, it's been suggested that people in the U.S. spend an average of one hour daily on eating, while in France, the average time spent on meals stands at two hours and 13 minutes a day. 
So now we may be down to seven hours a day. But let's go further. How much time do you spend in the bathroom? No TMI here. But if you think that where you stop wasting time on unnecessary things, let's assure that there's more. A study in the UK showed that the average person spends one hour and 42 minutes in the bathroom daily. This is a lot of time spent considering that we only have seven hours free. The bathroom obviously shrinks the seven hours to about five hours and 15 minutes of free time. Going home from work. Now, if you're a commuter, it's really one of the most overlooked time drainers simply because there's nothing you can do about it. Well, except sleeping at your office. (laughs) Anyway, CNBC claims that the average commute to and from work in the U.S. is a little over 50 minutes per day. Now, adding this to our total calculation leaves us at approximately 4 hours and 25 minutes of free time. Starting to feel the tension? Because we're not done yet. What about distractions? Of course, distractions are a matter of self-discipline and are something we can bypass. Primarily by refusing the temptation or not being distracted at all, right? Wrong. Regardless of your self-discipline skills, it's impossible to be in a complete Zen mode 100% of the time. There are so many distractions we face on a daily basis. But let's talk about a single one that hurts our time efficiency the most, which is no other than our beloved social media. At this point, social media has become more of a primary habit rather than a major distraction, So it fits to include it here in our daily time calculations. Because if you manage to go through your day without looking on social media, you're a true hero. So digital information world suggests that people spend two hours and 22 minutes on social media, which leaves us with about two hours of free time on a workday. Doesn't look like much time anymore, does it? How about getting to social media, or any other app for that matter? Most people spend roughly 1 minute 15 seconds on their phone every time they pick it up. And we pick up our phones roughly every hour and 43 minutes. From a lower end estimate, this equates to losing 37 and a half minutes a day during working hours on your smartphone with 18 to 24-year-olds checking their phone twice as much as the national average. Oh boy, another thing to stress over, the management of extra time, right? Isn't that what you're thinking? Being intentional does take a little work, but the payoff seems to be much more worth it. Remember those phases or stages of your life. Yeah, one or more of those included a little coasting. Coasting through life would seem to be more freeform and unintentional. Want to reduce stress, release joy, and add more happiness? You will need to exercise your intentional muscle.
Leo Babata walks us through the Zen Habits Guide to Spending Your Time Intentionally found on zenhabits.net. The big question, how do we spend our days with more intentionality? How do we stop from just going through it on autopilot, just running to distractions and busy work all the time, just getting through things? How do we keep from feeling overwhelmed and lost at sea? How do we change our habit of being too busy, never having time for the things we want to spend our life on? Hmm, the answer isn't simple, but he's created a guide for spending your time intentionally, things that he's been implementing in his life. So let's walk through this guide step by step. The mindset of not enough time. Before we get into practical steps, it's important to address the mindset that many of us have, which just gets in the way, that we don't have enough time, that we're too busy and have too much on our plate. These are just stories that we have in our heads, and they're not really true. We have enough time, and we're not too busy. We just need to let go of those stories, those complaints about our time, and instead adopt a new mindset. The mindset is that we have complete ownership over our time. This comes from Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap, where he tells us that we are the creators of our time. When we complain that we don't have enough time, we're avoiding taking ownership over an area in our lives. When we say, I don't have enough time for this activity, we're really saying, I don't want to do it. Instead, we choose to do everything else and then shirk taking responsibility for that. What if we could drop our complaints and take full ownership over our time? That means intentionally deciding how we want to spend the hours we have available. What if we could be fully present and fully in love with the activities we choose to do? Instead of going through the motions, we show up. Full, whole, heartily. Ask yourself where you are avoiding taking ownership of your time. Ask yourself how you can take full ownership over that area of your life. Then ask how you can show up fully, not just doing the activity zombie-like, but full and present. Start your intentionality with small blocks. You're not going to magically transform into a master of intentionality, spending every second of your day intentional. Instead, you're going to pick a small block of time and practice, then just two small blocks of time, and so on. So let's start with a couple of questions. What would be the most important and loving thing you could do with 30 minutes of your time each day? Hmm, what would be the most important and loving thing you could do with 30 minutes of your time each day? If you could only do one thing today and be satisfied with that, what would it be? You want to think of the one thing you could do that would change your life in some way. It might be meditation or starting that nonprofit you've been wanting to start. Maybe you want to create videos or start a t-shirt business. Maybe it's getting your finances in order. 
Pick one activity that would make the most difference. Then set up an intentional block of time at the beginning of each day and spend it on this one activity before email and messages and checking websites. It could be a block devoted to starting your business where you do different activities each day that move you closer to getting it launched. Now, here are your intentional guidelines. Pause and decide beforehand what you're going to do. Don't let yourself drift with the currents of your online world, but at least for these 30 minutes, have an intention. Know your why. Why does this matter to you? Are you helping to serve another person, a group, the world? Is this a deeply loving act for yourself or others? Keep this why in your heart as you move through the activity. Notice your tendency to rush through. Maybe you just want to get this done. That's how most of us go through life with everything. That's like when we sit down to meditate but are just trying to get to the end. An indicator of how we do every activity. I mean, what's the point? This is why we feel so busy. Because we're rushing through everything we do in a hurry to get to the next thing. Instead, try being fully present with the activity. Try falling in love with the activity. Instead of going through the motions, what if you could be fully in love with this moment and what's in front of you, with the activity itself, with the opportunity to serve? Don't let yourself be distracted. We have a mental habit of switching to other things almost immediately after starting something. Instead, be a sacred no to everything else and be fully present with this activity. Do nothing else. Learn the art of the sacred no. One of his teachers taught him this term, be a sacred no. This means that what we have chosen to do can become sacred, something we're fully committed to. And then we can be a sacred no to everything else that tries to interfere with that sacred space we've created. Have you ever protected something so intensely, intentionally? Imagine that this 30 minutes you've set up for yourself at the beginning of your day is a sacred space. It's so important that you've created something very intentional instead of just letting it mix in with everything else you have to do. You've carved out the time. You deliberated on your why and kept the love of those you serve in your heart. You're fully devoted to this activity. You're deeply committed like you've never committed to anything else in your life. And when distractions come, or someone asks you to have coffee during this time, and there are other demands on your attention, you become a sacred no to all of that so that you can be a sacred yes to what you're fully committed to. Once you 
practice with one sacred block of time that you spend with intentionality, you might want to expand that slowly into the rest of your day. It's recommended doing one sacred block per week, blocks of 30 to 60 minutes. Put your task into categories. What are the things you want to spend your time on? This could be professional things and personal things. Prioritize the categories. Of your list of categories, which are the most important? Which are the less important? This is important if you want to be intentional about your time. You are taking ownership of how you spend your time. Put the most important ones first. If writing is your most important block of time, put that early in your day before the other stuff. You're more likely to do it if you put it first. What's the next important? Put that second. Batch the smaller ones later. If there are less important things that you still need to do during your day, batch them together and put them later in your day. For example, could be admin tasks or emails. Put them into one block and have them in the afternoon if you can. You can scan your email quickly earlier in the day after your most important block is done. This way your smaller tasks get done, but you don't block out your more important ones. Spend five minutes being intentional about your day. Take just five minutes at the beginning of each day to be intentional about how you want to spend your time. How do you want to block out the day? What are you avoiding? What is most important to you today? Can you take ownership and move into each activity with full devotion? Review at the end of each day. Spend a couple of minutes before you go to sleep reviewing how you did that day. Were you intentional? Did you take five minutes at the beginning of the day? Did you do your most important thing first? Did you do each activity with full intention, fully present with the devotion for those you serve in your heart? How could you step up your intention and commitment even more. This is how you can continue to move intentionally over time. At the end of each day, you won't get everything done on your task list. Let's be honest. There will be a feeling of, I just can't get everything done. Guess what? I don't have enough time. Actually, again, that's just a story you tell yourself. In truth, it's physically impossible to do every possible thing you could do. You only have one body and so much time, remember. So we have to decide how to spend our time with intentionality. That's taking ownership. You decide what you want to do with your time that you're given. Do you learn to surf or write a book? Guess what? It's your choice. And so accepting that we are choosing how to best spend our time We can then accept that we have to let go of the rest. We can't do everything. In fact, if we tried to do everything, we would do everything poorly. We're owning the fact that we choose to do things, to be fully there with them, and to do them as best as we can, fully present and with love. Then we let go of the rest. We are a sacred no to them so that we can be a loving yes to what we've intentionally decided to spend our life doing. (sighs) So freeing. 
So it's not micromanaging your time. So you make sure not to squander a second of it. It's about prioritizing so you can make sure that the important things in your life get focus and dedicated time. Remember, we already learned how much actual free time we're working with. Doesn't it make sense to make the most out of what we have? I realized getting up early to read before work was important to me. I like losing myself in a story and connecting to a different place and time. Seen through the eyes of someone else. It's like travel or going back in time or both. At night after work, I'm always involved in something else and easily distracted. Early morning is the perfect time for me. What is something you really want to do, but you feel like you don't have the time to make it happen? Can you now see how reorganizing your day and letting go of time wasters that don't serve you could free you up for something more enjoyable or challenging. Have you ever stopped to think about your ROI, return on investment? I joked about that after empty nesting. 24 years of raising kids, can I get a phone call? Geesh. But really, being intentional might include making smart investments. So Mara Lisa shares her thoughts on time investment. Invest your time instead of spending it on her blog, daringtolivefully.com. There is a huge difference between spending time and investing it. The word spending means that you're using something up or exhausting it. When you spend time, you're not really looking to get anything back. When you invest in something, you expend resources, but you do so with an expectation of getting a good return on your investment, ROI. Investing your time means that you engage in activities which are calculated to bring you meaningful rewards. Investing and ROI are terms which, up until now, you've probably only heard when it comes to money. However, you should start thinking of these terms when it comes to your time as well. So, how can you start making better time investments? The first step is to set goals. Until you know what you want, and what's most important to you, you won't be able to decide what the best investment of your time might be. The second step is to make conscious decisions on how you're going to use your time. Suppose that you were given $24,000 to invest. What would you do? Would you open the newspaper and randomly pick seven or eight stocks to invest in? Of course you wouldn't. You would think carefully about which stocks could potentially bring you the biggest ROI. When it comes to your time, you usually spend it without giving much thought to what return, if any, you're going to get back from your expenditure. Think of the following. Are you spending time in a relationship you're unhappy with because you're afraid to leave or... Are you investing your time on creating a stronger bond with someone you cherish? Are you spending your time working at a job that pays the bills? Or are you investing your time in a vocation that will allow you to create a legacy? Are you spending your time gossiping around the water cooler with coworkers? Maybe that's the internet now. (laughs) Who would gladly stab you in the back? Or are you investing your time in networking with people who have values that are similar to your own 
and whom you know you can count on. Are you spending your time watching TV reruns or are you investing your time in leisure activities which truly bring you joy and which allow you to achieve that state of flow? You know, the zen. Are you spending your time sleeping more hours than your body really needs? Or are you investing your time in your health by going out for a jog, doing a little yoga? Are you spending your time aimlessly surfing the internet? Or are you investing your time creating a passive source of income or building a business? Are you spending your time furthering someone else's agenda? Or are you investing your time in working toward the achievement of your own goals? Are you spending your time playing computer games? Or are you investing your time on learning the skills and getting the education that you need in order to increase your earning potential and get to where you want to be in life? Are you spending your time complaining about your problems? Or are you investing your time in finding a solution? Are you spending your time giving in to negative emotions like anger, worry, and fear? Or are you investing your time in your own personal growth? Are you spending your time searching for lost items because your house and office are a mess? Or are you investing your time on decluttering and organizing your home and workspace? Are you spending your time responding to whatever whoever makes some demand of you? Or are you investing your time in planning your day so that you stay in control of how you use your time? Here are some questions you should also ask yourself. When it comes to people that you spend time with, ask yourself, is this a relationship I should be investing my time in? Are there people I care about who are not getting enough investment of my time? Is this activity a good investment of my time? Does it further one of my life goals? Am I investing time in my health? Am I investing time in creating a better financial future for myself? Is this the best investment of my time at the moment? How can I begin to invest my time more wisely? So what could be the ROI from being more intentional with your investments? Maybe a stronger relationship, a strong, happy marriage, well-adjusted kids who you have good relationships with, a close circle of friends who you enjoy socializing with, happy memories, achievements that you can be proud of, good health and longer lifespan. Money in the bank and financial security. A legacy that you can be proud of. When you spend your time, it's gone. But when you invest your time, you get a positive return. Time is your most valuable resource. Start thinking of it that way. Then get to work on making wise investments. I hope you were able to pick up some new ways of looking at time. Like sands through the hourglass, these are the days of our lives. (laughs) Remember that one? It's true. Time is still ticking. And my goal was to use this hour to heighten our awareness so that in the days, weeks, months, and years to come, 
we enjoy all life has to offer. share encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they are not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, stop the clock and take a realistic look at how and where you spend your time. Invest in love, friendship, experiences, and joy to maximize your investments. Be intentional with your time to build measurable value in your life. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone's through until the path was clear.